Hi, welcome to episode 113 of the LDS study session with me, your host, Matthew Roberts. I'm going to uh, continue with the Come Follow Me study this week. I'm going to move on from the uh, the cheerfully giving all that we have and the two talks that I mentioned yesterday. I d- would recommend that you do read them, uh, but there is so much to cover in this week. So many sections, but so many, well, a lot of these sections have a lot in them. I just wanted, to, I felt like I should move on. Uh, but I might revisit it but towards the end of the week if there is time. So we're going to move on to the next section in the individual study, uh, which is false prophets seek to deceive, and that's found in 2 Corinthians 11. Now, it's quite interesting here because Paul is quite clearly writing for a specific number of reasons, which we have mentioned already last week, but there is a a great um, desire by him to uncover or to deal with this issue of false prophets. If you look at the context of when this letter was written it seems that this was a time when there was quite a few of these uh, false preachers of christ trying to get for their own gain and and in some cases to try and pull people away from the gospel never mind to just get you know people listening for their own gain but actually just to pull them away from the gospel entirely um, and in verses 13 to 15 we see paul's issue with this uh, in verse in chapter 11 he says for such a false apostles deceitful workers transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Um, I think that this is a really important point here by Paul, because obviously these people that were false prophets, it's not a case of, oh, they're a bit dodgy, but, you know, they're saying good things will listen. The people will have been completely... Um, drawn away from the, with them it's hard to imagine that people would actually listen to them unless they were authentically or seemingly authentically the real deal um, but as Paul teaches this is, this is one of the great deceptions we know that throughout history um, Satan has kind of well he's been deceptive he has used ways to get people to think that um, the way that he's teaching about or the thing that he wants people to do is good, is right, is okay even, at least. You know, not necessarily that it's bad, but that it, at least it's, it's okay. Uh, in fact, there was a, a, t- a quote by uh, Elder uh, James E. Faust, uh, who, who talked about this as well. Um, and actually, before I go on to that quote, there is a couple of scriptures as well that really teach this principle really well that are linked to this verse. In Second Nephi chapter 9, verse 9, it says, And our spirits must have become like unto him, and we have become devils, angels to a devil, to be shut out from the presence of our God, and to remain with the Father of lies in misery like, like unto himself. Yea, that being who beguiled our first parents, who transformeth himself nigh unto an angel of light, and stirreth up the children of men unto secret combinations of murder and all manner of secret works of darkness. So again, we learn here that he is able to kind of disguise himself, that the, the ways he tries to pull people away is deceptive rather than an out-and-out, you need to do this, this this will be good. Um, Doctrine and Covenants section 129, we, are, we learn about different spirits. And this is a really interesting verse. Uh, it says, If it be the devil as an angel of light, when you ask him to shake hands, he will offer you his hand, and you will not feel anything. You may therefore detect him. Just for, I mean, I, I remember reading these verses uh, when I was in youth uh, about kind of uh, the ways you discern between different spirits and i just thought it was interesting but yeah elder james e faust he said this in the october 1987 general conference uh, in a talk called the great imitator 
Quote, Shakespeare wrote, The Prince of Darkness is a gentleman, and the devil can cite scripture for his purpose. As the great deceiver, Lucifer has marvellous powers of deception. As Paul said to the Corinthians, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Some of Satan's most appealing lines are, everyone does it. If it doesn't hurt anybody else, it's all right. If you feel all right about it, it's okay. Or it's the in thing to do. These subtle entreaties make Satan the great imitator, the master deceiver, the arch counterfeiter, and the great forger, close quote. Uh, and we would do well to remember these, these important words that when, when we listen to the principles of the gospel and the teachings of the church, and then we are kind of tempted to, to do other things, we need to, I think this is why it's important, we reflect often about our standing before Heavenly Father. Because, you know, it's often in the moments when we're doing these things, we don't really think we're doing something wrong. But then we look back and we realise we've turned a few degrees away, as, uh, as uh, Elder Uggdorf so often taught about being off by a few degrees. Uh, and then Paul moves on into verses 23 to the end of the chapter, and he starts to identify how you really can know the difference. Um, he's a bit sarcastic in verse 23. He says, are they ministers of Christ? And then in brackets he says, I speak as a fool. I am more, in labours more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths oft. Now, it's an interesting verse, this, because he seems to be making the point, or trying to make the point, that because he's endured more suffering than these false prophets, he is more, you know, he is more, um, well, what's the word? The word, basically, is that they better listen to him more. Um, they seem to indicate that he, is, he, th he teaches that he's a true apostle, and that means he's willing to suffer more uh, for what he teaches. Now, I think that obviously we have to be careful with this because there are many people that uh, have suffered for their faith and aren't necessarily called of God or you know, are a part of his gospel. But I think what we're talking about here is people who are teaching to be teaching the word of Christ, the, the full gospel, the restored gospel, but then you look at what they're willing to give or suffer. And I, and I guess also, yeah, linking back to the last section we've been looking at for the last couple of days, what are they willing to give for their teaching? Are they willing to practice what they preach? Uh, Paul goes into a whole list of things that he's gone through. And yeah, he has gone through a lot and suffered a lot for his faith. Um, and that shows that he is, he, he is willing to suffer for that. Uh, so that is one thing that he teaches that we can use to kind of discern between a false prophet and someone that is teaching of, of Christ, kind of the lengths that they're willing to suffer for, for what they teach. Um, anyway, I'm going to leave it there for this study session. If there's anything that you've learned from today, then I'd love to hear from you, uh, hear from you at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter. Or if you want to email uh, LDSStudySession at gmail.com, I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for your time and until we meet again. <laughs>